the wake of a long and terrible war, our story awakens. With a future that is challenged by evil forces and tempered by powerful magic, a world struggles to find its destiny. A destiny which you now find yourself a part of, as the prophecy has foretold. These are the savage tales of Eberron. Now, settle in and prepare yourself for the thrilling adventures of our brave crew as they seek to make their own fate on this week's episode of Mourners of Lazar. I'm Michael. I'm Arisa. I'm Ellie. And I'm Kevin. And I'm your Dungeon Master, Philip. We all want to thank you for joining us in the Mourners of Lazar, Savage Tables Eberron. Thank you all for listening. If you made it this far to episode 13. So for tonight's background question to get everything started, which country in last war has been in the greatest wrong? And what makes you believe this? Now this certainly could be like greatest wrong for starting the war, greatest wrong in whatever they did in the war, whatever. Doesn't matter, just whatever perspective your character has on that. Well, uh, for Torlin's case, he definitely in the early stages of the war as a dwarf since he saw most of those early years as a soldier in the brelish military he was stationed on the thranish brelish front and so i sort of think that initially you know he would have been a very set in his beliefs of, of, you know, the Thranes are the enemy and probably held a few things against them for a very long time. Now that he's out of the war, I think with the, the sort of the way that Dwarvish culture is called out where, you know, they'll, they'll take a individual's actions and hold them against or for an entire family. I think that kind of works in the opposite way when you consider a larger scale. So if you're thinking about like the actions of a commander or the actions of a leader, a dwarf might not consider that that reflects on an entire nation. So, you know, he might he might have a, a grudge against a certain battalion, for instance, and, you know, members of, of a certain battalion in Thrain and he might think that children of, of those commanders and those soldiers are probably bad eggs, but at this point, he has enough perspective now that he's got an older on in his years that he doesn't hold any thranish, any particular ill will, as long as they're not asking for it, at least. All right. Well, I have to... As Turgo will think of this question, which he doesn't really thought that much about before, but he will have kind of going from a perspective of someone who hasn't got much education, I would say, and, and just going through his life on Sire, he kind of thought of Sire at the beginning. At, at first, as a child, he would say he would think more of, of Rain as the baddies, to say the least, in, in, in this conflict because of all these 
propaganda or, or this bad talking about it, right? And also kind of the knowledge at these earlier years that his parents probably died there, giving the, their position as scouting, as part of a scouting groups of, of Sire. Um, so he kind of took that, but then his even more later years, more his adolescence maybe, uh, he started to believe, given his life condition on Sire and what he saw there, he started to believe, no, Sire uh, are doing pretty bad things as well, or at least to his to their people, or at least to for the sake of war, the the level of sometimes ignorance of other groups and the level of aristocracy that has been just composing or just, I don't know, just showing off during times of war, which may think Truco in the opposite direction at some point. That train was really the one that got the worst or the greatest wrong just by opposition of Sire at some point. That might might change his mind at the time of the morning, but during the m most of his conscious life of the, during the war, he will probably think of Rain as uh, a country that was, to some extent, had some rights to the throne from what he heard, and he was ha having so much bad press by the sire that he wanted to just think of that as the opposite. All right. Well, if there's one country Dana came out of the last war feeling sour about, it's gotta be Karnath. You know, train on Dare Brilland, whatever. They're, they all started the war, but that's not her problem. Dana spent the bulk of her, of her service fighting along the Carnathy front, and while there were a few things that really soured her on Karn's little different from, uh, from the normal bad blood that might happen on a battlefield, for one thing, she didn't like or, or care for the slightest bit respect their, their habit of, of raising their dead friends and family to, to throw as fodder at their enemies. Yeah, just aside from being really disturbing to fight a bunch of undead people. You know, she was never she was never uh, really big on the whole searing use of the Warforge to do the exact same thing. Her her husband who was a nobleman, his parents tried to tried to buy him out of things with the Warforge and he and he refused and you know that that got her thinking. So you know, as much as people want to, you know, to, to hate Seer for building machines for war, who, who turned out to be people, but that's another story. She, she didn't think Karnath was, was doing any better on that front and even felt they were doing just a little worse. So that was, that was a problem. She, she didn't like how they built their war effort one bit. And, uh, and then there was that whole incident in which 
in in which something happened that resulted in in Karns murdering her husband during a ceasefire, but that's also a story for another day. A long story short, Braylon's not so bad, you guys. Karnath is the worst. I hear you, and it's real easy to hate Karns. The necromancy, the whole thing's just a big old perversion on magic. Shouldn't exist. But the Karns I fought have been desperate people sometimes many of them question many of them disagree it's the thrains i have never met a thrain that was not absolutely 110 percent i'm sure that they were in the right and that goes all the way back to the start it was prince thalon who challenged the claim against princess michonne for the inheritance and that's what started this whole thing off and ever since then for that last hundred years they have been nothing but smug self-righteous assholes who constantly see themselves as on the right side of this fight never questioned it now look i still think we're on the right side i still think seer should i think michan should have taken the throne i i think seer should have won the war i think we would have if we would have went a little longer and we didn't suddenly vanish but that doesn't mean i never question the choices but i've just never fought a thrain or talked to a thrain or we just didn't think that they were right the whole time. And that's weird. Nice. Thank you, everyone. And I believe, Ernesto, you got a recap from I last do, session, I do, right? but I have, I have to say prior to that, I do. I did misinterpret the, misinterpret the question of who got it worst, not who was the greatest war, wrong, who was on the greatest wrong, on the question. I, I think I... I I might misread that. But anyway, I stood by what I said. That's quite right. I gotta say, you know, with all this talk about the Thrains, only a Siren would deal in absolutes. Oh! <laughs> Ew! Going for the reference. The Sith throne. And the Sith reference. And sorry. Well, speaking of recaps, and trying to remember this is. Uh, Struko, I think the first thing that happened last session was quite a nice moment uh, at dinner with at dinner at the night time with the group in general and uh, Truko was quite enthusiastic about uh, bringing uh, a little dagger pretty pretty thing that was to belong to Dana after much work that they did to bring money in order to buy it but Truco souped it out of Krog's or Cutthroat's hand, hands or I would say chest and took took it for himself which later gave it to Dana with the condition of at a later time whenever possible to get uh, a bit of uh, sweet revenge against Kirch they agree on that. We had a, a really nice conversation, I would say. Misinterprets again some f gestures from Dana, maybe being a bit aggressive with a knife that it wasn't really, and then there were some clarifications about it. Mm, but everything was fine. Later that day and the following days, there were some unexpected shifting, an unexpected shifting of attitude towards us, towards us four, maybe the whole crew, but at least 
for us for we, we noticed a bit more that we were having the worst works to get upon the ship and upon that being treated extra badly by the officers just those days the later days were quite brutal in that sense feeling a bit demoralized and a bit unsettling by the situation after after that there was one the day, the last day of of this session, where I believe Torland was sent with other three uh, individuals of the crew, uh, coincidentally being dwarves and being some of the dwarves that we fight on the one of the first episodes or sessions. He was quite alert by the situation and quite. Uh, like a better, a better war unsettled and he as a precaution as a prevention as being someone with a really cunning and really strategy mindset Torlan had the proactive decision of attacking these individuals before him which later we find out they in fact were quite armed and ready to do some harm to Torlan so after not killing one, not killing two, but killing three crewmates on the Storm River, he there was some intentions of us, the three of us. I mean, Truco, uh, Rust, uh, and and Dina to help him in some shape or form. Unsuccessfully, he got caught up by the officers. Um, and brought to the deck from which he was punished to be on the this suspended jail that is on the side of the ship next to a parrot which is maybe the only positive thing there after that or during that time there was a shouting from the crow's nest for something that was being sighted on the horizon an island and a ship which we don't know what will that intend or convey so that's the recap thank you for that so yeah at this point the storm reaver is giving chase as prey on the horizon and moving forward you guys are broadfasts to your tasks and so yeah Torlin Torlin the, the the parrot is a little foul-mouthed and chatty with you it seems to be slightly upset that you're not its previous owner master whatever you know and he seems to be insulting you you know, like, dwarf in a cage, dwarf in a cage. <clears throat> well, you know, if I'm going to be being cussed at, I'll at least be being cussed at with some relish curses. So I'll try and teach it some relish curses. Right? <clears throat> See, give me a, you can give me a persuasion check minus two. See how well this works out. It does not have the, it's a two. <clears throat> You're, you're working at it somewhat 
unsuccessfully. And so is, is there anything anybody wants to do while this chase is going on? Yeah, just to clarify, yeah, the ship that was seen on site was, F- in fact, the ship that we were chasing, chasing, right? Or it's something that... Chasing earlier? Give me a notice check. All right. The, yeah. the one that you were chasing out in the Sea of Rage? Or yeah. the, the training. Okay. It seems like a Kinai. Nice. Uh, 15. Yeah, so you're up, being up in the rigging and everything like that, you know, checking stuff out. And, you know, you got some good good sight, and you, and you caught some good good lines of the other ship, and, and this is definitely a different ship. Oh. This one is flying a... It's flying two flags, which a lot of ships in Lazar here do is, you know, they'll fly the flag of, you know, kind of their home port, so to speak, and then fly the flag of the principality that they're sailing to as well. And that seems to be the case here. It's flying a flag of the Dire Shark Principality. Oh. And it's also flying a Brailish flag. All right. Uh, I convey that. And so it's got different sidelines. And with a 15 as well. It seems armed. <clears throat> seems like a ship that has cannons or whatever. Whatever armament. You, you, you Truco will know. That. You think you catch sight of a couple deckborn ballista? It looks more like a cargo ship. It is low in the water, which indicates that it's heavily laden. Right. And with 15, with success to raises, you can also make out, you know, at some point in time, even from this distance, the name of the ship. It's the Majestic Griffin. All right. What? Sorry. Finish up mm. your thought. Yeah. And this one, uh, you said you can share with stuff like, I mean, all the crew's active right now. So is there anybody you're intending on sharing with? I mean, the whole crew's on the deck and working overtime. Do, who do I have next to me? <clears throat> Conic bars up in the rigging with you. I will say that to him because I want to at least brag about my side ability, my sightseeing ability. So, yeah. I see. I would have kind of figured it wasn't the same ship, but British flag, you say, huh? Yes, Dire Shark and British. Oh, this, uh, also, like I said, like two ballistas there. Like it doesn't seem like a big, big kind of deal, given all the all the weapons that we have at disposal. Yeah, we seem to be gaining on her pretty quickly. I don't. <clears throat> they have a large crew. It may be uh, a bit sketchy, but other than that, I think I think they're in for some troubled times. This might be our first catch. Are you good at sword fighting as you are with guards, my friend? I'm a, I am a master swordsman. I am most excellent. Sure, sure. I mean, I would probably, will be, Truco would probably believe that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm eager to see your abilities, Gnome. Um, so despite some of the damage that, you know, the, the Storm Reaver has been up against, it is gaining on the ship fairly fairly rapidly. And by rapidly, we're talking about this point, you know, within, you know, like an hour or two since this is sea time travel or whatnot. And as you end up closing distance, the captain calls out to fish guts. You know, they they speak for a few moments and the fish, bu- fish guts comes to you, Dana, and goes, let's go down to the cargo hold. Time to slaughter one of the pigs. Captain wants some sharks in the water. 
What? This isn't the time to go fishing. What about that makes you think he wants to fish? He wants to prep some sharks in the water to take out anybody who attempts to swim away. All right. Let's... That's how the, that's how the prince operates. She's uh, She can be quite ruthless. You're seeming a little more active than you were earlier today. <clears throat> he, he was fast know. drunk like three hours ago. What's that? He was... Fl- just out of out of uh, character, he was flat on his ass drunk about three hours ago. In in terms of in game time, I thank you for the reminder. The dungeon master may have forgotten about that. So uh, um, if he has, if he was faking or is sobered up, Dana's kind of mad at him right now. He is, he is still clearly intoxicated, but he is not. He he has sobered up slightly, and I use that term loosely. He. He is, he seems to be cogent enough to function a little bit with the excitement of prey on the water. <clears throat> Although, give me, give me a notice check. Right. That was going to be a, an ace until it toppled over. I'll hold the three, not spending okay. bang on defense. All right. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I just say to him, well, let's make it quick. I've got... I've got bigger problems than the captain's sharks, and you weren't there when I needed you. He he kind of looks at you and goes, bigger problems? <clears throat> if uh, <clears throat> we're about to attack a ship, the, your problems uh, pale in comparison to that. If, if you don't participate in this, <clears throat> I think you may be joining your friend. Never said I wasn't participating, just said I've got bigger problems, so let's get this wrapped up. Go. So when the ship gets clearly inside, you know, the, the ship gets certainly clearly enough in sight that all of you can see the name of the ship that is running low on the water. Master Scourge is in uh, top form using his whip to encourage all the swabs to work harder to get going. And, you know, when you're a few hundred yards out, uh, a few hundred meters, they're for European-ish friends, not Americans. Yeah, no Americans. There you go. <laughs> I'm not European either. <laughs> yeah, wrong term. <laughs> Suddenly you see this big blast of lightning comes out of the bow of the Storm Reaver as uh, clearly the arcane cannon just goes off that's mounted in the front of the Storm Reaver and just comes screeching. It's off target from the ship, doesn't quite hit it. Although none of you really know if that's on purpose or not, if that was intentional or not. And Parrot uh, is probably quite startled, I imagine. I'll be his friend. Yeah, when it goes off, the parrot's all. <laughs> couple, couple feathers. It molts a couple feathers down on top of you. Set out. That's my finger. Don't bite that. At least it's just feathers. <laughs> you do find out well enough that. Uh, Apparently the parrot's name is Rotgut. Strange name for the bird. I bet they fired that thing. I figure it might be something Russ is interested in, huh? Uh, a little bit. Is that the same uh, name as the uh, the original prisoner that got gilhauled? That was Jake's Magpie. Right. <clears throat> From what you'd heard on the ship, actually, this this parrot 
was the companion of somebody who was left in this cage to kind of right yeah expire. was his name Rotgut? like the parrot and the bird both no. have the same name okay no so as you come closer to the ship the cannon fires again ripping into a bunch of the riggings and, and blowing a hole into one of the sails and the sh- and the majestic griffin slows down quite a bit as a result of that you can see everybody can give me nose checks at this point or i think except dana even though you just rolled 30 well no. you are you are kind of stuck in the galley three and i'll leave it torland's ace is going to make a big difference up here in this cage it's a six the parrot will tell you what it sees so it's a gossip Oh, I can I can befriend the parrot and, and send him down to you guys. It's my informant. Yeah. So Truco up from the rigging and stuff like that. You see a, a lot of people on deck. You see a couple of them manning a couple ballistas that they're trying to swivel over and look backwards. You know, a number of the sailors. You know, you 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 figure there's at least a couple dozen, if not more. And Torlin, as you're kind of sitting sitting in the cage, not really working at all or anything, checking things out. You also make out a couple dozen sailors on this ship. It's of a similar, you know, it's a galleon, similar size as the Storm Reaver, although it's clear that it's probably not made out of store wood. So that's one of the reasons why the Storm Reaver is catching up to it so quickly. And so Dana, you and Fish Guts are working on loading up a bunch of pails and buckets with uh, chum to throw over the side of the ship. And it's kind of at that moment that Rarius Crine calls <clears throat> Dana, Russ, and Truco over to him. All right. I, I leave the buckets behind and go. To, to where you say? You said to... Over. He's just down on the deck, and he actually waves you up onto the uh, up onto the poop deck, all right, uh, behind the piloting house, where Torlin is. And he actually, as he's waving you up, and just kind of goes goes up there. Clearly, the guy's giving you all permission to go up there, despite the fact that the captain is there. And comes up to you, Torlin, <clears throat> and looks at you. Doesn't pay attention to you three just yet, but just looking at you and goes. <clears throat> No thanks to you. We are uh, a bit short-handed, but the captain says if you want to be part of the boarding party and help us capture the ship, some leniency will be shown to you. What well, say you? You want to fight or do you want to be stuck in this cage? It sounds like about the easiest deal I've ever taken. <clears throat> he, I didn't you know, he know kinda... that Amika Rockface was known for being so soft. She must be sweet on me. <laughs> Is he, he? Oh gosh! Without he, he was kind of sneering at you a little bit when you first started making the comment, and then when you're like, "She must be sweet on me," despite his bef- best effort, you could see. You know, he he provides a little bit of a, you know, a, a toothy orked grin, side grin out of his mouth, and he goes. <clears throat> Oh, don't think she's going soft on you, lad. She's just not going to keelhaul you. Well, I suppose death in battle is serves more of a purpose than death at the bottom of a ship. Well spoken. He pulls out a key and he unlocks the cage. 
Tornalin will kind of <clears throat> amber out and do his limber stretches. Like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and I, I can't help myself. I just run over and just like grab my arms around him for just like a quick moment, and then and then immediately be like, "All right, yeah, no one saw that." Oh, even though Crying is looking right at you. Yeah, we even though Crying's looking right it. at me. <clears throat> so then he kind of turns to all of you here and goes, <clears throat> "All right, you, you four." You're being charged with taking the piloting house up on the poop deck and the quarter deck of that ship. Uh, um, wait, wait, just, just, just us? There is no, I believe we have more crew available. Maybe, maybe a little help more than, than just. Or just get in my way. More just, okay. Yeah, you say that. I mean, you, you are going to stay at the front, right? Like, just, just. This is just one. Just the quarter deck truco we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be. Will we signal you when we got it? <clears throat> got like a whistle? Oh. <clears throat> you're to you're to uh, storm the stern castle, take it all, take the wheel, and make sure nobody gets away in any of their any of the boats that they have. Don't move from the wheel until the fighting's done. Or you'll have to answer to me. You understand? Alright. I'll stay right. at the wheel, Master Crines. Don't you worry about that. Now <clears throat> It'll be getting foggy when we get close, but just stick to what I told you. What are oh, we waiting for? Spell. All right. <clears throat> How's everybody looking fatigue-wise? Because we just had like a rough night right before. Oh, I'm fine. Is it just me? Am I the only one who took fatigue? Yeah, was Torlin, was he up in there for like 30 minutes or was it a, a night and a day? <laughs> How much time has passed? He was he was up for some hours. Do you do you remember what where Russ got his fatigue from? Oh, did we work through the the night? No, you were just the only one who failed your work roll and stood with it the day before. Uh, so so your fatigue would have cleared up. Oh, okay. Do you remember right. how, how Torlin got his fatigue? Uh, it was not the berserk, but it was before the fight, possibly work or something else. Not sure. Oh, we all got whipped for something, and I thought the, that might have whips. been it. Well, that would have been from the previous night. Okay, that would have been during bloody hour. Yeah, go ahead and give me. Just, since we're not sure, Torlin, give, give me a vigor check. I think that I probably did make. I mean, I think it's fair for me to keep it. I'm confident that whatever decision we made last session was accurate, and that yeah, I should still have it. <laughs> if you want me to, I'll make it though. Yeah, I was just saying, make the, make a figure check, and that'll determine whether you're keeping it or not. All right, I will keep that three. So, Russ, okay, to yeah. Question, so, uh, mechanically speaking, Dana's got no fatigue; she's fine. Narratively speaking, what that would translate to as uh, she's gone from wired to dialed in. Okay. The arcane cannon goes off again, taking down some more of the rigging of. The Griffin, not not completely disabling her, but slowing her down even further. And then there's some some ballista shots that come out from the stern deck from the majestic Griffin. And there's also a couple ballista fires that happen from underneath the weapons deck, from kind of the, the front bearing ballistas on the Storm Reaver. So, Fighting certainly already engaged, and you guys are closing in 
fast. Is there anything anybody wants to do and, and prep for anything before? Uh, I guess Tarling's supposed to still kind of be like shook up or something. I'm trying to get into the mindset of what happened last session. So, I don't know. He's tr probably trying to get his bearings a little bit. Well, I mean, during this chase, you would have certainly, I mean, you were in a cage, not doing anything, not working, and had plenty of time to think about things and ponder everything that's going on. Chuka's going to run a bit rapidly to his chest, the one that he has next to his um, bed. I don't know what, how to call it, but to get the alchemist fire that he got from the chest, basically. Just okay. to gather things. Uh, you uh, are muted, Ellie. I guess Torlin will go, like, if there's time to go get equipment, like Torlin would want to get his Hellbird. There's going to be sure. okay. boarding I, action. I was about to a reminder, Nestor, that you also have some tinder twigs left over from uh, several sessions ago. I do. I so, do. Uh, I think if, if this was... Is this something that you are... that <laughs> I tell me about in character uh, hmm. in, in this particular instance of us getting yeah, into yeah I would say at some point during this I mean it was a long ago so probably at some points you will yeah Truko will open up what, what he has say Truko yeah what would you say if we didn't use those on the on that dire shark ship you hear my meaning hmm that's hmm I was hoping to use them in other situations but yeah I mean that's it could work. It could work. I mean, it could create a distraction as long as it doesn't burn out the whole ship, right? Why not? That fool Crides wants us to take the, wants us to take the pilot house. If we can cripple this ship in the process, that's our ticket. Our ticket to to getting another, off this ship. To go where? Uh, to, to to wherever to, we can get the other one. Oh, you mean? Oh, sorry, I, I misinterpreted you. So you you want to Dana's, Dana's burn asking this you ship to use your to use all your assorted fiery explosive stuff to cripple the storm reaver, not our. Not oh, the... oh, oh, oh! I get it now. Oh, hmm. That's that's. But Mad Bug, she's making that proposal to you. That, yeah, uh... yeah, yeah. We, but we have to. How do we do this? Like, well, I do have. This alchemist fire that can be of use, but we have to select some good place to throw it, and it so it doesn't extinguish. I mean, it won't extinguish so easily, as far as I know. But uh, where should we leave this? Because we Russ might would... know. Russ might know a thing or two. I it's, this ain't my specialty, but let's. We don't have much time. But let's let's. What? What if we? Here, here, What if we uh, do that? But before that. We sneak into the others, into the other ship, and we. S uh, that's a bit difficult. But if we say we are with them and we want to help them and we want to take over the other ship, that wouldn't be. We don't have to take. We don't have to take over their ship. We just have to. We just have to catch a ride. We'll right, right. But but just to tell the other ship. I mean, this is so confusing. There are two ships, and I don't know how to check. The, the one with the Griffin, the just the Griffin one. To tell them that we are on their side, and you know, if yeah, we can help them to take over the Storm River, and then we can throw all the shit together to the to the ship, right? To throw the fire and all that, or you, I don't know. You, you've got a good head on your shoulders, my friend. Let's let's see where the wind takes us. All right, well, let's go. Ross, any any suggestions there, Ross? Oh, yeah, you are the smart guy, so 
Dorlin comes back up with a whole bunch of gear and kind of just like dumps some of it on the deck of uh, the quarter deck uh, or the poop deck or whatever we're on. DM. What do you mean by a whole bunch of gear? Well, he's got his grappling hook. I guess in my inventory, I have. There, there uh, are, there's some rope and some grappling lines available already for all of you. Okay. I have a, a thing of leather armor. I could give to somebody, but Torlin's now wearing a heavy hide jacket, which I appear to have in my inventory, and he's got his halberd. Dana, give me a boating roll. Uh, okay. What's this boating roll for right now? That is a four. What's this roll um, for? Um, you you have enough experience with with ships and boatings and stuff like that to tell at this point that the that the damage to you know, effectively propulsion systems on the Majestic Grifton is pretty severe right now that for the Majestic Griffin to outrun the Storm Reaver, serious, serious damage to the Storm Reaver would need to happen because the Storm Reaver is, is a faster ship under, nor, under undamaged circumstances. All right, so when, when it comes to to what her and Truco want to do, we would have we'd have to be looking at something like blowing off the rudder, or it's up to you. I'm telling I'm telling you from what you can tell from your experience with ships and stuff like that. You would essentially have to cripple the Storm Reaver somehow to be able to outrun it, because the Majestic Griffin is very crippled right now. Right, and I'm asking within that knowledge what you would consider crippling because, you know, from my knowledge of tall ships, I would consider that crippling to be we blow off the rudder and the Storm Reaver can't do shit. And, you know, coming from a sailor's perspective, you know. said there was mass damage to the Majestic Griffin, right? Is there? Yeah. Rigging damage to the sail damage. So So that's for big sailing ships. That's effectively the propulsion systems, mm -hmm. not the steering systems. So we need to burn the sails off the Storm Reaver. Got it. No, I'm not saying uh, I'm not. I'm not saying what to do or not to do. I mean, your idea may work. I'm just letting you know it's it's pretty easy knowledge for you to tell that. I don't think the under Griffin's current circumstances, the there's no way that the majestic Griffin would be able to outrun the Storm Raider. All right. Without something serious happening to the Storm Raider. Well then. Uh, and. All right. I will. I will also talk to 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 Dana for a second, then, and just like going from this conversation and that's just like turning back again to, to Dana. But don't we have some friends here already? Don't we have like, like, I mean, we have to bring, bring them with us at least. We do or have just... some friends. We don't know how, we don't know who else is in the boarding party. It's, we're not going to be the only ones taking that ship. I don't think we're just the ones taking the pilot house. Right, right, right. You keep okay. an eye on the people you need to keep an eye on. I know you got your friend in the cargo hold there. Yeah, he put on. I got my friend in the galley. Won't go out. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Or there's let's um, see. What we can do actually, let's see what we can do. Yeah. And actually, at this point, give me some stealth rolls because you guys are on the quarter deck, and Prince Rockface is up here with you guys. Oh, I thought we were down getting at Truco's footlocker. Well, Truco went down. I didn't hear anybody else. And Torlin went down. I didn't hear that everybody went down. Mm -hmm. I rusted. Russ, Russ keeps Russ is packing heat. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why nobody stopped him before, but Russ doesn't carry a cutlass. It's his. It's his Tago knife, the the hatchet or the hand axe. 
and two wands. Apparently, can't do Baron three, but yeah, I I mean, I didn't. I I was meaning to like be down with down with Truco. I I don't think Data's stupid enough to say this in front of Mika Rockface, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You're using some discretion, but basically, I'll also kind of give the indication that as f- there's probably not the opportunity to speak as freely as you're speaking to come right. up with real detailed plans. All right. Um, Oh, sorry, Trugo run an eight on the stealth check. And so as as the Majestic Griffin is coming in and close, Prince Rockface kind of pipes up from behind you, s- stepping forward on the deck, look, kind of looks down at everybody, and you see kind of everybody is up here now, getting, getting ready. From the look at things, most everybody, if not everybody, is going to probably be boarding the Majestic Griffin. All done. Um, Albert is up here as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the captain captain goes <clears throat> an extra share for the first one across onto the Griffin. Uh, and Truco is at the hearing of that. He probably is gonna like go up the rigging and try to find a way to balance. I don't know how to say like say. I don't know how to say like the the, the, the Tarzan shit. I don't know how to say. It. Uh, swing, swing, swinging. There you go. Thank you. Start to swing, swing from rigging to rigging. Exactly. Um, exactly. Torland thinks about giving the captain a wink. Didn't think. Th- thinks do, about do or do not. I'm just um, you know it's inside in Torland's mind. <laughs> he doesn't do it. So it is. You guys are probably about. I'd say time wise, probably about an hour from dusk. The sun is getting low on the horizon but it's not down yet. And you guys are closing in enough that there's opportunity that you see sailors from their ship, they start popping off crossbows and start shooting at various different people and there's blisters going off. So there's the opportunity for for some fire or action before the two ships are about to come to grips with each other. If there's anything anybody wanted to do. Chuko would like to Again, find a, a place in the rigging where he he can stealthily, if possible, in this situation, to swing to the other ship when it gets close enough. Sure. And yeah, I want to wait a little bit later, but right before the battle is joined, I would like Russ to mage armor up. Okay. I'll go ahead and make the roll now. Okay. First spell. That's a seven. First. Wow. First spell. Are we like what? 12, 12 sessions in? This yeah. is lucky thirteen. Thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Oh yeah, that's Major probably armor. a good idea. Torlin. So I'll... on on your character sheet there, Russ. Under quick access, there is a mage bar that's crying across out. If you hit the little power button, it should turn it on, and then I think mage armor changes your toughness. Oh. Oh, hello. Like that? Uh, that right. was myself. Sorry, Ellie, I lied. <laughs> All right, so, so Torland plays his adventure card, Arcane Inspiration, and plus two to trait rolls made to activate powers for the remainder of this encounter. Yeah. Nice. So I think that what is what increases your parry or your toughness? What increases your toughness? Is it bigger? <clears throat> bigger increases your toughness. Fighting increases your parry. Okay. 
let's go ahead and just boost as many people as I can their their fighting roles with a serenade. Now, when you say as many people as you can, are you talking about you four, or are you also talking about some of the other friends that you've made on the ship? Well, let's let's see how many I can actually do. So the power may affect more than one target for one additional power point each. Seeing as yeah, so there's a- how I'm only going to use this like once, I will just anybody who's around, I will cast it on, <clears throat> including um, including you know the other storm ravers, I suppose. So I would say near you at least the prince is here. Um, Hakrili, Corn is up here as well on the... Uh, if it's just a bunch of the, the dirty officers, you know, maybe not. You'll just, uh... Well, since you got... You guys are now up on the quarter deck, which where the officers normally hang out. Most of the swabs are kind of like congregating towards the the bow of the Storm Reaver. Except the riggers are all up in the rigging with... As well as Truco. Truco, go ahead and give me an athletics roll, followed by a stealth roll, since you're going to try and uh, hide. All right. Quarter deck is um, towards the stern, then. Yes. I mean, you have you have a range, honestly, really, Torlin. Of smart who, switches. Who do you want to throw it on? You're really only limited by your PowerPoint. Yeah. Just all of our friends. So I, I okay. So we can we can hit the four of us, and. So that would put me at four power points, and then I can hit Actually, six Actually, incidentally, swaps. you you've been you've been kind of resting long enough as far as power points are concerned. You can go ahead and go back up to ten. Okay. So I mean, if it's not excessive, you know, let's let's get our favorite swabs in there. So who are your I, favorite? I'm not swabs? sure if it's gonna matter, but you know, so Sindara. We'll get Cutthroat Rosie. Rock. No, not Cutthroat. Who's the, the cook? Fish Guts. Fish Guts. Yeah. So Sindara, Rosie, Fish Guts, Tamara, Conic Bar, and Gifford Gif- Gif- Tibbs. Albert. Crimson, Crimson, <laughs> is, Crimson Cog has also been very friendly uh, I, I think with you. He's loved you to Okay. Okay. We'll bump up Albert. <laughs> Are you going to do Crimson Cog as well? Give no, no, I've only, I've only got six, so. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and, and throw this in there. No, you, you would have, you would have, you would be starting off with 10 power points. Right. So you could effectively, if you wanted to blow all your power points, you could do you and nine others. Yeah, uh, let's just blow up, all the power points. Up to nine others, or you can save some of your power points for something else. Yeah, what we're, is it we're gonna blow it all. Uh, a serenade or a nocturne. And that looks like a six. I'll go for I'll go for a, a re-roll. Hey, a sixteen. Hey. Woo, awesome. a re-roll oh, there. Shit. Yeah. So everybody's fighting increases by two dice sizes here. Oh my. Okay. Fighting dice. Here, let me. I'll slowly go through and. and oh no, I can't do that with. with well, the, I mean, uh, I don't imagine that you're gonna be. Yeah. Go. Go ahead and boost your fighting die by two types. Okay. All right. No, okay. Oh, whoops. I didn't mean to. That's not what I wanted to click. Do, 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 do. All right. Oh, that's got me maxed out on fighting. <laughs> Same. All right. And incidentally as well, did you, did you actually 
Let's see those three. Owlbear, Sandara, Conic Bar at six at seven. Rosie and Giffer. I'll put it in the chat for you. Okay, and I'll assume, of course, you do this just before the ship's quiet. Yeah. Mechanically speaking, if you hold back one or two power points, you can continue the duration so it lasts longer, but you would need to save one or two. That's fine. Okay. Fifty seconds are going to decide this combat anyways. Have you all boosted your fighting die type on your own? Sure have. Yes. And what'd you roll for athletics and stealth there, Truco? Oh, yeah. I roll a seven for athletics and I roll a six for stealth. Okay. And let's see. Oh, wait. What happened there? So give me notice rolls as well. As you get. Well, actually, Truco, you can see actually from your vantage point, you see about seven people on the whole stern castle. A couple up on the couple up on the poop deck, which is the furthest one back, higher up, and a couple sailors and a pilot down on the quarter deck. Anyone on the crow's nest or up there? Uh, yeah, but that's way forward uh, on the ship. All right, on the Griffin. There doesn't seem to be anybody in the rigging over where you guys are going to be attacking. Let's see. I guess I should make this public. So there's a, there's a couple crossbow bolts that come towards you that are firing towards you guys. Most of the shots aren't really coming towards you. They're so far off target at this point that you're not even sure who they're shooting at. So if you guys are going to be holding off until the ships collide, we'll just go right into the round before combat, huh? I think. And you see before the ships kind of hit, suddenly you see like this big foggy cloud just starts uh, billowing out from the center of the majestic Griffin, a kind of encompassing of whole of the main deck and the forecastle of the ship and some kind of spots of the quarter deck. You see all, kind of all the crew, the Storm Reaver coming up to the gunnels. If they're not firing crossbows, they're getting grappling hooks ready. And let us take our evening break here. <clears throat> you hear a great wrenching of wood as kind of like the Storm Reaver slightly sideswipes the majestic griffin. You And you hear some hollering and draw some action cards, huh? Yeah. Ruskell, eight of spades or nine of spades? Nine of spades, please. And then Torlin, your hes- hesitant should still work this time, but future rounds, I'm going to have to redraw. Okay. <laughs> Torlin's got the four diamonds, Trico's got the eight of clubs, Ruskell's nine of spades, Dana, oh my God. queen of clubs. So... And uh, uh, for the time being, combat shock's still on my sheet, so I'm going to roll for it. I think we're going to eventually swap that out for Ruthless. Have you decided you're going to do that? Maybe after the session, since it's on the sheet, I'm going to roll for this fear check, which is going to be a a spirit roll, correct? Yep. Okay, looks like not today. That'd be a six. So to get on the ship, the first thing is going to be is you're going to have to make an athletics roll to grapple onto the ship to go over 
And uh, unless you're in the rigging and want to be Tarzan. How far is the distance That's to try go. and make the leap? It is further. Well, all depends. Are you trying to get that bonus share by being the first one over, or are you just waiting till the ships get close? Uh, I mean, Torlin's got enough attention on him. He's just like he's not very good with the 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 swinging and the you know the rope work. <clears throat> if there's going to be any planks that are like kind of thrown down to run across or jump across, it's probably how he would prefer to go. Okay. Yeah, you can you can wait to make that happen. I certainly get the impression that Truco's going to try and be the first one on, huh? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and... Oh, wait, so back back me up here. We're boarding not in initiative, but boarding then going into initiative? You are in initiative. Getting on board is, the, is now the first thing that needs to happen. <laughs> I so, gotcha. So initiative starts while you were still on the Storm River. And Dana does get to act first. All right. So I'm looking across at at the griffin whatchamacallit. What do I what do I see? Uh you you see on the on the stern castle, which includes both the quarter deck and the poop deck, there's about six six, seven sailors on the stern castle. To take the stern castle you're gonna to have to deal with all of them. There's there's somebody who's still on the wheel of the Griffin trying to unsuccessfully outmaneuver the Storm Reaver. And then the rest of them all have kind of crossbows. They've been firing their crossbows at various targets on the Storm Reaver. You guys haven't been particularly targeted as of yet. Hey. Do, has do you want to go on hold or do you want to act uh, first? One, one quick, one question, more question. Has Crines ordered anyone else to go across with us at this point, or has he just ordered us to go across? It is very clear. Most of the whole crew is going to be boarding the Majestic Griffin. All right. You, you're the only ones up here on the Stern Castle. You're the only ones that have been charged with taking the wheel. Everybody else is going to be going into that fog cloud. <clears throat> All right. In that case, uh, I don't know if I can even use command for anything yet, but I think it makes sense for for Dana to to lead from the front here. So I'm just going to, uh, you know, try to run across one of these planks or whatever, and just be like, you know, the those on here actually are those are part of the masts. So you're going to have to lay down a, a plank if you're going right. to try and do that. Grappling would be easier to, to pull the ship closer. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll try to put down a line then. Okay, make an athletics roll. Because that's the first thing that's happening is, is mo you already see from the Storm Reaver, a bunch of people are throwing grappling hooks and starting to pull the ships closer. All right. Oh, don't know if it'll come into effect on this round, but I'd also like to use martial flexibility to give myself level-headed. Since I already drew cards, I. We'll have it take effect next round. Yeah, that's fine. I like I didn't know if I could do it off my turn or whatever, so it's one of those funny ones. But yeah. Next round I'll be level headed and here we go to to put out a line to the I'm sorry, what is the name of the ship? I cannot keep it. The Griffin's Whisper. Majestic Whisper. Griffin. Majestic Griffin. Hello, what's going on here? The numbers did not come up, but uh, there it is. 
Yeah, okay, let's keep that. <laughs> what is it? It's a 14. That is a success with a couple raises. You land a very secure shot over onto the stern castle. And you all can start heaving on it. To, you can either try and climb it or you can heave on it to bring the ship close to help bring the ship closer to then have planking work. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab onto it and yell to everyone with an earshot, pull! And uh, okay. I guess that's my turn. All right, sounds good. <clears throat> you hear the pilot just start calling out, you know, cut the lines, cut the lines. Oh, Russ, what are you doing? Somebody going to cut the lines? Yeah, you can. You see a couple <laughs> are whipping out cutlasses to to move forward and start severing some lines. A couple. And the rest, you actually see now on the stern castle, since you guys are kind of more in view now, some of these with crossbows, they're, they're starting to turn and train their crossbows on you guys. So there's lots of action going on, essentially. Uh, if there's a couple going for cutting the lines, then Russ is going to pull out his wand from his hip holster. And here we go. It's going to say Kidu Kidu and fire magic missile with the rate of fire modifier. And what does that do? Give you multiple targets? It lets me fire at a rate of two. So I'll be sending one in each direction. It gives you a rate of fire of two? Yes. Wow. Risco's a line slinger. Um... Does it have to go to the same target? Or so actually what you're going to do. So how rate of fire works then. So it increases your rate of fire to two. Yeah. So what you're going to do under the. Well, first you need to roll to see if you activate it. Well, so actually what you're going to want to do is under the modifiers for better rolls. See where it says number of trait dice. Yes. Hit two on that. So what you're doing is you're rolling two spell casting dies and your wild die. You pick the best two out of those three and you can hit the same target. You can hit multiple targets with those two best rolls. Does that make sense? I think so. Let's give it a shot and see if everything makes sense. So um, we'll say this magnificent sailor and the lovely sailor, the two moving forward to cut Dana's, Dana's rope. There is a, there's this thing under multi-action that says R-A-N to the left of two actions and three actions. Would that be rate of fire? Or I have no idea what that, actually, uh, no. I, I think no that just means I ran R-A- during that turn. Yeah, it might be because you ran. Or it might be asking if I ran. That is seven and a four. I do get a free reroll as an evoker. If I spend a Benny, Oh, wait, no, I think I just get a free reroll, so... Yeah, hit the free reroll button. And let's see what that brings up. Uh, that's an ace on the wild die for an 11 and a 5. So, are you uh, aiming for two different targets? You're trying two to hit the same targets. Two different targets, yeah. Okay. I just want to ward them off. We'll say the 11 is... Who's the 11 against, huh? The one on the left. Okay, that's the Magnificent Sailor. And let's see if Foundry will play nice with this. 
And also that means I've actually spent an additional two power points. So I'm down to 11. Roll for damage. Roll just the regular damage and then also roll damage with the raise. Normal damage is uh, seven. And the with a raise, oh my God. I, I saw that. I don't know why it didn't show up. Uh, That's a trick. I don't know. That's a 29. Are, are you riding the lightning? I saw that. I, sure all I saw was there. all three D6s aced. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know it why it's not showing the roll, but it briefly showed like 29. Yeah. 29? Okay. Yeah. okay. It uh, was something nuts um, like that. Russ is riding the lightning. I'm giving uh, I'm giving you a Benny for call, for calling out your magic words. What, is, what does Whatever that mean? Activated. Does that mean he's like taking drugs or something? <laughs> so how does this look? You you totally take out the first one. So even though it's mechanically only one attack to each, each one gets like these three little magical darts. So Russ pulls out his wands and pop 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 like rolls the the wand back over uh, over his thumb and then pop pop pop. And they're just little sort of like pink prismatic darts that come out of that come out of his wand. As he is casting spells, because he's an evoker, we're now down to almost a third. So like just throughout this entire process, little bits of lightning are gonna start appearing like in the air around him, just sort of like little static things like, you know, jumping from his shoulder and along his body. It's just sort of like static electricity. But as he spends more and more of his power points, that's going to get more violent. Michael is right. You think missing for drugs? Your hair. Oh. Your <laughs> hair is fabulous. <laughs> uh, so your first target, you just like. Yeah, bro, she just hand and it's totally like follow it. Knocked back and, and kind of flies backward. Falls down on the deck of the ship with the smoke kind of coming out of her chest and doesn't move. The other one gets hit a little bit, but he seemed to move in the right moment, uh, looking at the other one get obliterated in the chest. And he seems to be stung and, and hurt or something like that, but he's still up and active. That's my turn. Truco. All right. Now, when, uh, when we say obliterated, like, is this like dead, dead? I yeah. mean, it was 29 points of damage. That's a success with yeah. like... Yeah. Well, I know we haven't discussed it, but in Torlin's mind, like, you know, I don't know if Torlin really wants to go hacking and slashing here. He's probably going <clears> to... <throat> uh, kill or kill? I'm, it's kill or be killed, buddy. Kill or be killed. Well, Truco, in, in Truco's fashion, we're going to go up the rigging. Either swing which was the initial idea or if one of the support uh would think for six this, raises for this. incident like so six races holy no uh, just to you get can feel free I'm, there's enough yeah. rope up here and all that kind of stuff like that and things prepared you can easily all grab right. a rope and swing on over if you want to okay so especially my intention... since you have rope monkey i have no problem with that okay okay how can I, like, set an, a pointer or something where I can move my character? I think it what should is? be X if you hold down the X, X key. X. There you go. There you go. And I kind of want to go here, like in this in this area. 
Uh, do you want to go up into the mast on the other ship? Yeah. Or do you want to go down uh, onto the deck? No, up. Up is to stay up into the mast of the other ship. Yeah, and incidentally, since you're swinging, you can move a little bit more than your movement speed, so... All right. Okay, so... Uh, that would be... Yeah, seven. Yeah, definitely. And as he's swinging, the Truco's claw's gonna grow bigger. He's gonna take uh, a more feline posture as he is taking his and, and a bit more hair is growing out of him as he's starting to get in his shifter form oh actually so, yeah. uh make an athletics roll oh right athletics roll there you go that is uh, something that is something <laughs> that is a 13. 13 all the raises so basically what what Reading rope monkey again. You can't you can't do any additional movement, but from swinging, especially with two raises on that thirteen, you can kind of swing wherever you want. All right, all right, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I like the idea of staying there. I feel like I have uh, a good reach if I throw my daggers. Many people. And do I notice that I'm being seen or or I successfully made that being a stealthy? You're not going to be able to quite tell that at this moment right. as you're swinging. All right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, let's do, I'm gonna take the defend action there, which I believe reduces my, reduces the ability for someone else to uh, it's attack the only me. action you can. It's the only action you can take, so you don't want to attack anybody. Defend can't be multi-actioned. Can't be multi-actioned. Right. Yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend. Yeah. So just just gonna okay. do that. Yeah, that, ra that raises your parry by four. All right. And on your quick access, go ahead and hit the shift. Hit the activate your shifting. There you go. Uh, what is not showing? There you go. And so yeah, Torlin. So I am interested at what Rusko looks like as he's you know, one slinging these fellas down. Is there any display of emotion at all? This is this is pure Russ and in, in all of where he. I mean, he's not gleeful by any stretch of the imagination. He's not a he's not a sadist. This is. But he is a fish in water. This is his place. Gotcha. Especially casting an evocation spell. After so long, right? Yeah. I will say, actually, I don't know if this is something that might require a notice roll, but Russ seems surprised after casting that first spell that it worked. Hmm. So very interesting. Does Dana still need help, like, pulling the ropes in? I seem to remember that being a thing. At this point, she's the only one pulling on it. Okay. Well, Torlin is wearing armor, and I don't think he's quite as confident about swinging across the ropes like uh, Truco did, so he's going to help Dana. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Okay. And uh, he will just kind of pipe up and say, communicate that there might be a chance that we don't have to kill them all. We can just knock them out. He says that to Dana. It's, it's probable that there'll be some kind of display of 
savagery that they'll make Torlin commit since he's been in this trouble, but in order to get himself out of it, he'll have to, like, kill somebody. But for now, you know, it's neither here nor there, so Torlin's not, just communicates to Dana that he's not planning on, on killing anybody unless it's necessary. And so that's an athletics roll? Yeah, to pull on the rope. And... La 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 la. Truka's over there by himself. I better spend a Benny, because that was a one. <laughs> okay. It's seven go. now. Nice. And that's it for okay. me, it looks like. And so So was that Was there a plank uh, across the thing? No, I'm just getting prepared for okay. next round, you guys right. dropping planks. Gotcha. You can, you, you two are pulling in the shot. Dana, also make an athletics roll, if you would. Did I close up my character sheet? Stand by. You hit C, it brings it right up. I might remember that in another two years. We better keep playing. Here's another ace. That is an 11 on the athletics. Okay. <clears throat> Torlin is also like, that's a neat trick to uh, Bruce Cole. And you see, you see this ball of lightning kind of come flying over, arcing over your shoulders, kind of into the cloud. And you see this like electrical flash that happens within all the smoke and the fog and everything. And you hear some you know, grunting and stuff like that. And that's something I saw. You no, know, there's just this, this wrenching of rope and wood and everything as. You know, the ship, the rigging and the masts and the ship are kind of colliding with each other a little bit. Creaking of wood. You can already see some of the troops, some more planks are being thrown down, connecting the ships together. And we will go to the next round. Dana, would you prefer the King of Hearts or the uh, Joker? Let's have that Joker. Joker, Benny's for everybody. Russ, seven of clubs or jack of hearts? Jack of hearts, please. And... Just imagine how much glory Truco could have winning this fight by himself with only three bennies instead of four, though. Yeah, that's an option. What... What card did I get? Did Truco get? Get. Truco, you got a... Queen of Spades. All right. Can I ask? Tor for well, actually, card? before that happens. Oh, Torlin, you got lucky. You, I mean, you pulled the Jack of Clubs, right? But since you're hesitant, you get a second card. Your second card is a Joker. Hey, oh. look at that. So more <laughs> right. bennies for everybody. Finally pays and, off. Mm -hmm. Did everybody get two bennies? Yeah, okay, everybody got bennies. Everybody got two bennies, right? And Truco, you are on a Queen of Spades. Russ, All right. Jack of Hearts. That's whatever. So of course the Jokers, you get to go whenever you want. Just let me know when you want to want to go. Otherwise, I'm going to start with Truco yep. and start rolling down. Okay. Uh, well. If Torlin, if there's a, is the, well, what's the situation with the planks? Like, is there a way for Torlin to get across? Because he doesn't want to leave Truco alone over there. He can't. You can, you can drop a plank now. All right, he's gonna drop a plank. 
that's my turn, then fair enough. No, I consider that... Like multi-penalty action or something? Multi-action penalty? Yeah, I mean, and you got a joker anyway, so you're plus two on all your rolls. Okay. All right. Well, he's just gonna come on over here and try and bludgeon one of these fellas out of the way and then kind of like back up back to back with Truco. So he'll he'll take the Um, flat side of the halberd and just do the wide swinging arc. Given how that is, you're not gonna be able to quite make it that far. Oh yeah? You'd be closer to just kind of making it over to the ship since going over the plank is gonna be difficult terrain. Ah, okay. Uh, So you can get here with your halberd though, you can can attack the the seemly sailor to your left. All right. The seemly sailor, fair enough. Mika Rockface doesn't want you, this person might. <laughs> I hear they're seemly. Mika Rockface is quite comely. Okay, that was a nine there for the fighting roll. That is, we didn't have them targeted, so With let me... my nice D12 fighting die. Yeah, let me... That's not working. Okay, well, that's a success with the raise. All right. Oh, and I need to actually use my equipment. Are you doing, are you intending, because you mentioned not having to kill everybody, are you doing non, non-lethal damage? Uh, non-lethal damage, yeah. Just using the blunt side of the, like, hitting them with the flat side of the halberd. That rolled another halberd attack. You wanted to roll the raise damage. Right, yeah. Okay, well, that's a 17. 17. How do you take him out? Uh, I will just do a bludgeoning swing from the, the top side of the map to the bottom side, and he'll kind of go falling over the side of port there into that uh, whale boat. Okay. And... Torlin will kind of lean over and be like, oh, I thought for sure he was going to be shark bait. Okay. And... <coughs> Truco, you are up. All right. Uh, no longer defending. Right. Do I see the pilot from up the rigging or the mast? Yeah, he's kind of let go of the wheel now, and he's drawing a cutlass and turning towards Torlin. All right. So I will pick one dagger real quick, try to aim at his head, and just try it. The downward, and I'm do I'm gonna do an aim or a, a headshot trying to. You you can't you can't aim. Aim was mean you take no, a no. turn. Aim, aim, aim not. I mean you not. can do a called shot. Call shot. There you go. Thank you. Sorry, I'm a bit rusty in the in the combat side. Yeah, no worries. So I haven't will... done a lot of combat up to this point. So yeah. So let me check. That would be. It doesn't appear. You have him targeted, right? I have him targeted. I'm trying to make the dagger, or oh, sorry, the knife, not dagger. I don't have daggers. I do have knives. But can I? Not show that it that? makes a difference. I no, usually no, consider I the knives are what you throw, and daggers are what you stab with. Yeah, it's the same. I don't know why it's not showing up on the chat thingy. There you go. Now it's showing. Um, but it's so. Before it's, you do it, you have the drop. Oh, right. So uh, click on the drop and then click on called headshot. 
Alright, I don't know why this is bugging somehow and I, I don't see the options for the dagger or the knife or anything. Do you see... it says situational modifiers? Situational modifiers? I don't see that. Where, where should that be? It's on the card. On the card? What card? In the in the chat? Do you not? Uh, in the chat. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Okay. D10. Maybe it didn't come up because I clicked on it. Try. Well, check. Try clicking from the gear tab. All right, I will try to do that. There you go. That's better. So I don't know what that's not showing up, but anyway. Drop uh, and called shot head. All right. So the drop, a called shot head. Is there any cover or something? No, not for more you're at. Doorline right. is cover. Back to back. So I will roll that. And that is a 10. Which I'll be, I will Benny, because I want to. I have uh, to 10, that's a raise already. Yeah, but I want to Benny if I... Uh, there, will be a, there will be a raise anyway, or...? Well, I guess you would know, so... Yeah, yeah, so I will, I will still Benny, so that's all right. Ten's, uh, ten, 10 is a pretty good on a throw. All right. Yeah, well, we'll, keep the, actually, we'll keep the 10. Actually, this may make a difference. You're making a ranged attack, so you only need to roll a four to get a success. Oh, thank you. I forgot about that. Again, I'm really rusty with it. And I, yeah. the, the, the throwing thing, it wasn't my, my previous character. So, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. Give you, will... I'll give you your bennies back. Okay, that's really generous of you. But yeah, we keep the 10 then. So yeah, roll a raise for damage. All right. And that will be a 28. What happens? <laughs> well, what, what what you when expect will expect that well, uh, throw is yeah. Sorry. You, you yeah, want to say something? Do that. Um, yeah. So what happens? Yeah, no. Chuka just like uh, swings to to the other mast and tries to stealthily be there enough he distinguished the the pilot uh, understanding maybe like that that's uh, uh, somewhat of a critical character because he, he just shouted things to others and he took a dagger from his back and just remember there's a brief moment of excitement from Truco to to do this properly and just throw the dagger really fast and it just inserts right into his the top of his his crane. Okay. Um, are you moving at all? Uh, nope. I'm gonna stay where I am. Okay. It's cold. Sorry. Not. Yeah. Torlin. Torlin kind of shouted out for Truco and him to be back to back. <laughs> Truco's up in the up in the rigging. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I could not tell that. Fair enough. Here, actually, I should do this. Do you see a plus three inch yeah, over yeah. Yep. Truco now? Yeah. That represent 15 feet. Actually, it's probably up further than that in the rigging. So, yeah. He, yeah. Well, no, not much. Because that's... Yeah, he's, he's up about 20 feet, 20, 30 feet. Ruskell, what are you up to? Oh, here's a fun question. Has Dana ever seen Russ's Tego knife? 
she has not, but she'd be yelling at him like she. I don't know if you do. You see my Zoom message? Yep, yep. No, I saw it. Yeah. She's no. gonna see it now because Russ is is taking it out. It's a, a lovely ornate knife. Has about a foot and a half thin silver chain on the end of it, with either a griffin or in this case, well, a hippogriff's head emblem. But underneath his sleeve, right where his sleeve and his glove kind of meet, there is a, a black leather cuff with a small brass ring and Russ is actually going to clip the other end of that chain into that ring before crossing over to the other ship, just making sure that if he drops his knife, it won't go very far from him. That earns you a, a bit of a raised eyebrow. She didn't care that, that you're a wizard of, you know, you're a, you're a, a hippogriff rider. Of course she knows you're a wizard. But, and that yeah. wasn't, that wasn't like demonstrative there might be a little bit of what certainly looks like a, a practice motion, but it's this isn't like I'm not making sure Dana sees it, but I also feel like that's information that Dana would find. Would relevant. find interesting, yeah. But yeah, it's it's definitely a take knife. I'll give you a Benny for the thoroughness of that. And then we're crossing over. Okay. Mm. Give me give me an athletics roll. Okay. I think we got a new new record for Benny hoarding today. Yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah. How many well, are sitting two, on two there, Kevin? In a I, row I, yeah, I didn't notice even. That as well. um, I do think that we did say that Russ clipping in the knife was uh, an action, so I'll multi-action this if if that um, feels relevant. I, I have the Benny's to burn. I don't know that we said that, actually, especially as you describe it. I'll consider that a free action. Okay. Don't um, you can also use Benny's to do things like alter the scene a little. You don't have to save him for those roles you don't need him for. I I just haven't needed them yet. And the two jokers, I mean, toss Benny's his way. So if that's the case, then with a pace of six, can I reach this? No, it is difficult terrain. Okay. You can, you can run, basically, and then be able to go further, but in one move, you'll essentially just be able to cross over just to the other side of the ship. Nope, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna run. Okay, so and first thing you want to do though, attack, then on your character like. sheet is there is under drive stats. There's pace, and there's a, a d6 die right mm -hmm. next to the six number. Roll that. Make a running roll first. See how far you can get. Right. Nine. Nine. Where are you trying to get to? Uh, this inconsistent sailor. I think he's the closest. Yeah, give me give me an athletics roll. Okay, that's a two and a one. So I'll yeah, I think I might go ahead and Benny that. <laughs> that's a four, and uh, yeah, sure, I'll go ahead and keep that. Okay, yeah, I'll let you. You can make it right over there. Okay, and we are going to attack her with said Tago knife. Okay. If you alt-click on her, it would target her. Okay, there's that. And... This is a two-action, so multi-action penalty, and it's an offhand. Actually, it's not a multi-action penalty. I think... Yeah, under multi-action, just click on run. Okay. Um, that should do that. I am going to wild attack this. And click on wild attack. And for and offhand, would that be another minus one? I don't see an um, offhand on there. It's a minus two for offhand. Okay. 
Surprised it doesn't have offhand in there. I think I got everything on there. Let's give this a shot. See what happens. That's a... Okay, so it looks like everything took. Yep, I am going took. to spend a Benny to re-roll that. Got a two there originally. That's Yeah, two and a three. I'm going to throw one more Benny at this and see if anything fun happens. And absolutely not. I'm going to throw one more Benny at it. We're going to burn through these. Nope, nothing fun. Man. Uh, yeah, just a one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that is a dirty one, not a... Not a one one. Not a, yeah, not a bad, bad one. So yeah, so you come running up, you know, swing with your dagger. He ducks underneath it, steps back, drops a crossbow and pulls out a cutlass of his. They are going. I'm gonna interrupt. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run across uh, after Russ and, and deal with this inconsistent sailor. Sent you a message in Zoom. Yeah, yeah, it's time. Well, let's be bold. All right, so yeah, I'm gonna. Uh-huh. So give me. So to get over there, you're gonna have to run. Yeah. And, and uh, gonna need an athletics roll. Yeah. So athletics and pace. I'll roll your pace first. Oh, burp, burp. all right. Not that, uh-huh. it, not that it really matters. Yeah. Uh, did you roll What'd that? What'd you get on the athletics? Athletics is a five. Is that? Uh, that's that's good enough to get you across. My pace is ten, so it was a six on the die, so so ten total. A uh, four on the die, so ten total. Okay. Yeah, you can. You can make it over here. Yeah, and that that's well, actually from where you're at. Let me see some here real quick. <clears throat> Man, okay, there we go. Yeah, actually, you're not going to be able to quite get to get up to engage in it. You can either get make it here or or there. Can I Benny my pace to try for better? Nope. nope. Pace is one thing that you cannot re-roll using a Benny. Hmm. Got nothing I can do from a. From a melee perspective, at this time. Yeah, but there's something else that could happen. Uh, there is, there is. I'm just trying to figure out how to play that out. So you know, inconsistent sailor got his, got his cutlass out there. Yeah. Oh. He's about to, he's about to swing at uh, Russ. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. I threw out something. Yeah. I. I put my hand, my arm out across Russ's chest and hold my sword <laughs> in front of me at this, at the sailor taking a swing and just yell out, back down. And as I yell that, I feel this burning sensation. It, it doesn't hurt, but it burns kind of creeping up around the side of my left eye socket and the air around me begins to blur and turn this like electric blue like something like you might see coming out of the sparks of a fire and I cast functionally speaking I've cast deflection on oh uh, hmm? What does Russ see? What does inconsistent sailors see? Do they see anything? 
No, that, that's why I said, you know, they, they see the air around me start to start to shimmer and turn blue, just like the air hugging my body is a uh, shimmering and turning blue. And uh, as my as my arm is out across Russ's chest defensively, he Russ, you feel an extra an extra something coming coming over yourself, this kind of like tightness over your body and uh, you you now have deflection on uh cast on you right that's cool yeah what do i need to roll for that i uh, don't need to roll anything no cool so that that's are you, cast- are you casting it normally or with a raise that's just an expenditure of power points to do the raise yeah how many power points do i even have i i got 10 right yeah yes yeah, let's add let's add the extra for a race. This is this is the heat of the moment. Okay. So I think that is uh, was a plus four to his No, it's not. It's a minus four minus, to be hit. Minus four to be hit. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's that's my turn. And he will go. Or all the sailors will go. He is going to swing at <coughs> Ruskell. I think he'll wild attack. You wild attacked it, didn't you? I did wild attack, yes. Okay, you are vulnerable. Um, Correct. But then he's got that that bonus to avoid being hit. Does... Never mind. I will... <coughs> No, so, so he swings at you, and you think it's coming right at you, Russ. But for some reason, it just kind of like barely misses you, kind of skips off to the side. And the look of confusion kind of comes across his face. There's no this visible sail- magical effects. What's that? Uh, there's no visible magical effects, because I know the deflection spell is on Russ, but... Well, I know. Does you, uh, uh, you, you know, you would see, like, if you lift your hand up, you'd see a blue haze around your hand. Okay. Like wrapping up your arm, just any part of your body that you can see. It's kind of uh, like the Dune, like the Dune armor. Yeah, yeah. Imagine the, the personal shields from Dune. That's what you're seeing on your on your visit, the parts of your body that you can see. And is that what is turning the blade? Is my question. Yes. Got it. Thank you. Because that's interesting. House Lizani! <laughs> and if and anyone who who actually looks at me, I'll, I'll tell you what you see if you look at me. Uh, Torland's probably looking. I'm not facing. I'm not facing him right now, though. I think Torland was probably looking more towards the the back <laughs> of the ship. It, yeah, so I, I did. I was trying to keep an eye out for when one of these guys moved into my reach for first strike. I don't know if that's happened yet. If there's two uh, others that might it, attack me, I can I can this, wait until that this happens. This one did. Like when this one moves here, you can get first strike. Okay. If you if it's already happened, then you want to have it occur to kind sail no, or glamour. So I didn't fine. move him by squares. I just moved him in. Okay. Since, since you called out, go ahead and make first strike. Okay. This is another non-lethal attack, and that looks like a 12. 
And I am so sorry I did not target again. <laughs> That's all right. It, it's it's been a while. Yeah. I don't think uh, I've ever targeted. That's, <laughs> that's a hit with a raise. Okay. All right. <laughs> What's up with the big damage? Helmer is So several. what do you what do you do? Uh, he's since there's no boat below him, he's just gonna knock him, you know, slump down like a a giant kerthunk from downward swing, like a spatula or a frying pan. Yeah, so so that sailor, the lovely sailor, <laughs> um, comes mo- comes moving in, and you just straight down over the head to chop with the flat of the blade, and he just kind of just he just crumples like an accordion down onto the deck of the ship. <laughs> These other two, they saw the crossbows out, and they're taking fire at you, Dorlin. Uh, can I shout something to him? Yeah, you have a moment, sure. You're grossly outnumbered. These two that I've knocked out unconscious yourselves if you surrender, you'll be offered an opportunity to press gain, to be press gained. Now remember, you only have six seconds to speak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're like throwing like... Yeah. Just, uh, you and you press gain during her death this. is, is <laughs> the gist of it. I, will, I got a... I got a three and I got that a one. That doesn't sound one so uh, conciliatory. <laughs> no, it, does, it doesn't sound like the best deal ever. Yeah, what's, uh, what's the rest of the ship kind of look like? Is there sort of some off-screen fighting up at the... Oh, yeah. Or- so, I mean, you look... You can look over your shoulder real quick after that. You can't see anything on the main deck. The fog is... You're, you see vague outlines of, of bodies kind of swinging and fighting. You hear the clash of steel. You hear a shouting. You hear some screams going on, both some uh, screams of rage as well as uh, some that are cut short, some hollers of pain. You hear a splash from someplace up in the bow, but you really can't see much of anything at all going on. Deck has been reshuffled. Dana, would you like a Jack of Clubs or a Four of Hearts? I'll take the Jack of Clubs, please. And Russ, Queen of Diamonds or Seven of Diamonds? Take the Queen of Diamonds, please. Thank you. Truco will ask for another card. Sure. uh, Torlin would have had a Jack of Spades, but you're stuck with the Two of Clubs again. Truco has a king of clubs. Yeah, but I will still. Uh, you're uh, try you're to joker fish. fishing. Yeah, fishing fish on a fishing. fresh deck. Uh, yes. Four of clubs. Gonna keep keep the king. Another one. <laughs> oh, gonna draw again, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, spent two pennies. Mm-hmm. Spending. Welcome there if you go. got guys. Not a joker, but you got an ace of spades. All right. I just want more. Oh, one more still, huh? Three hearts. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping the highest one. Okay. Everyone can give me a notice roll. Okay. Orland's on fire. It's a nine. <laughs> what? Okay. Bruce mm, That's a two. <laughs> uh, that's Sorry, two. Please. I need for another two. 
roll isn't popping at all. I'm going to spend one more Benny on this. Finally came, Dana. Okay. Or yeah, a four. Okay. Four, and I'm keeping it. <laughs> what Truco get? Four. Dolan, uh, you look around. You, ca- you catch sight of Dana. That's good. I'd like to have my eye on Dana. <laughs> do I see anything it- special? Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, uh, does, me- so, what, what's the side of your, your face look like, your eye there? Is it the left or the right side? Because you're kind of like... <laughs> I think your right side would be facing me right now. It's actually the left side. But if I, you know, if you, if you got your good notice roll and I'm turning to, you know, turning You got a, you got a yeah. raise, so I'm sure he glanced, he saw something. Yeah, you see, let me drop it in the in the check. I'll also narrate for the folks playing along at home. Would, would Torlin recognize it for what it is? I think he would. Like the, the specifics. It's probably seen in it this before. moment. I'm not sure anybody would recognize the specific. All right. Yeah. Nature you, of it. You, you the general just, nature in in the heat of combat. Absolutely. Specific yeah. will have to come later. Yeah. You see a uh, curling around the out you know the outer socket of my left eye up onto my forehead. Uh, what is unmistakably. A dragon mark. This particular one looks a little like the one I just dropped in the chat. Gotcha. Dropped in which chat? Uh, the in Discord. Discord. Chat. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, I don't. Know how to, I didn't know if I could do a good one in the Zoom chat, but I can certainly try. Let me let me see what I can do here. Zoom doesn't play as nice. No. It's yeah, it would just be the file. You'd have to download it. Yeah. So yeah, that that's that's what Torlin sees. How would everyone else do on their notice? So, Looks like a lizard um, to me, that uh, dragon mark. It's like a <laughs> gecko or something. I'll allow it. So, Russ, you kind of catch out of the corner of your eyes something appearing on Dana's eye and cheek, side of her face. But you're a little distracted by the sailor in front of you. And both you and... Actually, I'd say... Everybody rolled well enough. Russ, Dana, and Truco in particular, from where you're at, you kind of notice that there's a moment where the the fog bank kind of clears a little bit on the main deck. And you see Prince Rockface kind of pulling her cutlass out of somebody that she just took care of. And she turns and she's starting to head towards the door leading to below decks. Um, and uh, Rurius Crine is kind of nearby and kind of filters back into the fog. And you see, you see one of the sailors from the Griffin kind of charging up behind Prince Mika with a spear, uh, looking to impale her. And Truco, you are up first. All right. Oh, and Torlin is- with your rays also. Actually, what you notice as you were turning over to look at Dana. You actually notice from over the main deck, you see Hakrili Quarren <clears throat> running forward to the deck, pulling out some uh, some potions from his pouch and heading on to the griffin. Okay. All right. Again, who is impaling who to re... A, one of the griffin to... sailors is about 
to essentially backstab. So kind of what you see is from here. Can you see these? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I can see that. Oh, yeah. naughty sailor. <laughs> oh, great. I got the thing bugged out again, don't I? Yes, you do. Yeah. All right, I'm going to refresh. Yeah, I'm refreshing. Oh, wait. It's, it's better. Okay, so yeah. this is rock face here. Yes. Yeah. And this is Hikrilli? Or is this... Yeah, Hikrilli's... Uh, no, Hikrilli's over on the Storm Reaver. And he's got uh, some potions. It's Prime that's next to uh, Prince Rockface, but he's he's looking away as well. They both look like they're about to head underneath into the uh, into below decks. Below decks on the Storm Reaper. On the Griffin. On the Griffin. Okay. Hmm. With some potions. No, that's what you noticed, Torlin. You didn't notice Prince Rockface. You actually noticed from over the deck of the Storm Reaver, Hakrilli's moving over towards the griffin you know he's he's doing his artificer stuff you know lobbing some potions and creating some havoc okay. you can't quite tell if it's him that caused the fog on the ship or if it was uh grovis stormbeer so mika has no potions <laughs> this is just semantics Correct. let's move on <laughs> yeah i thought it so was torlin torlin noticed the artificer from the storm reaver Everybody else saw the fog part in the moment and sees what's going on with Prince, Mi Prince, Prince Mika. All right. Yeah, Truko, it's his turn, right? Yep, Truko's up first. All right, so Truko kind of hesitates for a moment, but sees the naughty sailor going towards the, the princess, right? And, and he is going to ring. Uh, uh, swing in the rigging towards kind of that position or somewhere like here maybe like on the main mast I guess in that is and stay in a position where he can shoot the nutty sailor okay cool I'll, uh, give me an athletics check to do your swing alright alright I don't know why this there you go I like to imagine there's some listeners out there who have no idea why we're calling them a naughty sailor. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Naughty and comely and all this stuff. Well, now that you mention it, I've got token mold on Foundry here that uh, puts some sort of adjective under every token that I drop down so we can distinguish between the different ones. I actually didn't look at the sailor either. I just thought you were calling him an Ali sailor because they were trying to backstab <laughs> his, his rock face. <laughs> no, That's what no, I thought he, made, he made an Ali list. Uh, um, every so often, gold is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah. really More is. frequently than not. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead and make a... Now throw, throw your dagger. All right. I'm going to... Do I see clearly? Is there any fog that is bothering me or? Well, bring your dagger up first. All right. I would say in this case, you do have the drop. Oh, okay. But vision is dim. So that would be, ah, dim. There you go. The dimension dim. All right. So the drop and dim illumination. That would be it, right? Yeah. All right. Roll. That is an eight. That is a hit with a raise. All right. So I roll with a raise, and that is a 10, which I will re-roll <laughs> just for good measure. And now that's a nine. I will give the 10. Okay. 
It's very good if you true Kotorlin would be heartbroken without Prince Mika. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know now that Prince Mika likes Torlin. <laughs> oh, you actually saved her, huh? <laughs> My hero. That's one big happy family. So it's like a lot of character to specify before you all run away with that. So how do you take how do you take out this uh, this sailor? All right. Can I add the flavor that Chuko, given that he's Cliff Walker, Cliff Walker, Walker, shifter form, he will do this. He will uh, swing towards the main mast, and then he will get his claws on the on the sail and just swoop down I don't know what to say but just go down with the, with his claws on the sail and just get to a point where he is visible enough and then he takes a dagger from his belt and just throw it really quickly into this nutty sailor's chest Okay, and it kind of spins him around, and he grunts. And, go ahead. No, I mean just to add, I want for uh, Mika to the princess to witness this, if if possible. You don't get to decide that stuff. You didn't like. I, 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 I mean, if Trugo has an adventure the card or a Benny for that or not? To be all right, all right. Um, I can I can I can use a Benny if if you allow me to. If you if you want to spend a penny, spend would, a penny for it, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely spend a penny. Okay, Two. so um, so you hit him kind of in the chest, throwing him off balance, and he had, he was charging at Prince Rockface with a spear, and it kind of spun him around, and at that moment, his his spear kind of like flies out of his hand and kind of goes end over end, and just like the shaft just kind of knocks into Rockface. You know, clearly not really hurting her. She kind of spins around, sees the body dropping, and she kind of looks around, noticing the angle of the dagger, and she looks up and she sees you up there. All right. And and then she, and then she she just she doesn't smile or anything like that, but she does give you a nod. All right. And then she turns around and she continues to head back. She, she heads into the door below decks. All right. Oh, Ruskell. So mentally, like Ruskell is back in his training room in in Metrol in Seer, doing close quarter combat training. But how this kind of functions is uh, by having Dana next to him and knowing that they're both in melee range. Russ is gonna bait out an attack from this sailor and go towards the side of his sword arm and go in kind of for like a kidney punch and then like a elbow to the chin. And so really all I'm really going for is a fighting test, I think. Sure. Um, that's, that's what yeah. I was going to say. It sounds exactly like that. So not actually aiming to do damage. So just make a fighting roll then. Yep. yep. There it is. That's a seven. Uh, this being a test, this is an opposed roll. Seven's a good roll, but it's not necessarily an automatic success. I'm gonna throw one Benny at it for fun. That's an ace. That's Ooh. the D10 ace I was looking for, for a 16. And I'll hold that. We have it. I'm pretty sure this is gonna be a raise now. <laughs> so yeah. So if you go to rollable tables. Yeah, you get your first trip to the creative combat table. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna suede core tables. Look for the creative combat table. I right. love it. And so make a roll on them. 
first did you want to make? Well, make a roll first. Make a roll first. Okay. That's rolled two d sixes for a three and a two for a five. Double whammy. The target is both distracted and vulnerable. All right. That is the inconsistent sailor. So yeah, distracted and vulnerable. This spell. And, uh, yeah, that's our. Well, I think Russ is going to move one inch there to the left. But other than that, that's good. Um, tangle. There we go. And Dana. All right. Uh, narratively, Russ, what what's happened to this to this sailor here? Um. So I think. Russ actually uses negative space really well and like almost sort of brushes shoulders, does like almost attack switch with Dana to where she can come around to his right while he flanks around to the left, baits out a, a sword swipe, comes in and kidney punches and then like elbows this dude to the jaw. So he's like kind of stunned and dazed and reeling. All right. Quick question, Phil. Limited free action. How does that differ from a free action? Bait basically free actions within you can do multiple free actions in a turn within reason like you can talk and yeah. draw a weapon kind of thing limited free you can only do one limited free action of any kind per turn all right in that case i'm gonna close in around where where i saw russ make that oh you know setup which i guess is kind of like there except i can't really but there yeah i'll close in the that glow goes up around me and now i've i've got deflection on myself as i move in close and i'm gonna gonna play off that one two and just uh, smash this sailor across the jaw with the with the pommel of my sword to to try to knock him out because uh code of honor really wouldn't be conducive to me killing deep these folks who don't deserve it who I don't have a quarrel with. How many power points are you spending on it? Let's see, what is the... See, that that's a base of two? No. Again, since it's since it's from a dragon mark, it's one point to activate it automatically with the success, two points to activate it with the raise. Let's see, I've used two power points. Yeah, let's do another two to activate it with the raise. Okay. Yeah. And Go ahead and yeah. subtract those power points. Uh, I don't even... Are they even on my sheet yet? Yep. Oh, good, they are. Yes. Excellent. So that brings me down to six. And yeah, I want to, uh, yeah, smash, smash the pommel of my sword across this guy's face. No, want to knock him out. Don't want to kill him. Okay. Go ahead and roll with your sword. With my D12, <laughs> which almost was a critical failure. So we're going to Benny that just for, just for kicks to see if we can get that critical failure. All right. That is a nine. Let's do one more, Ben. I want to make sure this guy stays down. I think I'm in a bit of a rawr mode. Sticking with the nine. Okay. Nine, he is vulnerable. Effectively makes an 11. Oh yeah, that hits him. Roll damage with the raise. You You wanted to roll with your sword still. Because you are hitting him with the pommel. Oh, there you go. So if you look under quick access, you've got your rapier. I think you are on mute there, Dana. I've probably been on mute for uh, for much of my turn. I can't select my rapier if uh, 
Oh, it's not currently considered equipped. Should be. There we go. Nope, that's not it. Yeah. Can are you able to roll it for me, Phil? Because I can't select it. It's not even highlighting. Raise on damage there for you. Boundaries being a butt. That's a thirteen. I'll hold it. Okay. Oh, with AP two. Yeah. Or is that the two vulnerable? No, that's. AP two only matters if he's got armor. Okay. Yep. But I would also say, since you're using the pommel, you're not getting the armor piercing. Right, right, right. No, I just I just misread the card there. All right, yeah, 13, holding it. This works. No. I will try and soak. <laughs> oh, yep. Clicked on it twice. That means spend two bennies. There's the first one. There's the second one. He is distracted, so he does not get the raise. That was good for two wounds. He falls. He, he falls to the ground, knocked. Seemed to be knocking unconscious. He drops to the ground and doesn't doesn't really stir. All right, that's my turn. And actually, it should be these other two sailors before Torlin. Something is messed up with my group. They don't really uh, know what's going on below. They just see this dwarf who's taken out a couple of their comrades. You wouldn't like Torlin when he's angry. <laughs> Do they show of any sign of uh, reaction to what I put forward? No, they don't. Not at this point. First one rolls a three. Second one gets a six. That's good enough to hit Torlin. Not with a raise, though. Six damage. Two no way. AP. So that busts through your tongue. That shakes you. So is the armor two on top of seven, or is it uh, five without it's the armor? Correct. It's five without the armor. The shield tells you how much of your toughness is in armor. Okay. So yeah, that is good enough to shake you then, which I believe you need to make a... Smarts roll now at minus two, unless, of course, you want to choose to fail. No, I don't think that's necessary. Torlin's trying to subdue these opponents. Uh, so smarts roll minus two. Right. And I have fatigue. This is going to go well. Yeah, but you got five bennies. I got five bennies. That's a one. And uh, that was many more dice, but it's a zero. That's more dice. That's a zero. Okay, maybe the bennies aren't going to help. <laughs> okay, that was Let's, a lot. That was a 13. Ah, that's... Yes! That's smart. Okay, I've shrugged off going berserk. Yeah, so basically, like, this crossbow just grazes your arm, you know, causing a slight cut. You're able to tamp down your more uncivilized urges. But those shaken, you are relatively unhurt. And it is your turn now, Torlin. Oh, okay, wait. so this is, what would you call this, the mizzen mast? Yes, I believe that is the mizzen mast. Okay, I'm going to position myself close to it so that I have cover from the one, the sailor in the back, who also has a crossbow, I think. And Yeah, they were both have a crossbow shooting at you. Make an attack with my halberd. Okay. Uh, lethal. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't do the, the thing. 
but that would be a six. <laughs> six. That is. Uh, that hits. Okay. That's an eleven on the damage. Which looks okay. like enough for a wound. Yes, it does. Yeah. How do you? How do you knock her out? Just a, a blow to the chest with the halberd, and she slumps into the gunwale. Okay. So next round here. Are, are you staying where you're at? Moving any further? <laughs> yeah, my, my aim is to kind of block the line of sight and have some cover, so he has to move around it to get a shot at me. So Dana, you get a three of clubs or a two of diamonds. I think you're muted. I am... I guess I'm taking the the two diamonds. Let's let's stay at the bottom of the uh, Russ is, I want you card. Does level headed we'll apply? We'll get to that at the end. We'll get to that at the end. Ace of hearts or six of clubs. Ace of hearts, please. And why is it not drawing? Interesting. There's no jokers. Hm. I'm gonna. I mean, I don't know if Ellie. Yeah. Yeah. Did you draw a second card there? Does uh, I would like to. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw a Benny at that. Does level-headed apply to the redraw? No, it doesn't. It essentially then gives you three cards you choose the best of. You don't get two more cards. Yeah, sure. Let's let's do one more card. Here's a Benny for you. It's not drawing my cards for for them. Hmm. If they just Something don't get turns. No, they just don't get turns. It's The fight's over, guys. We did it. They all saw Torlin going berserk and got so scared they jumped overboard and got eaten by sharks. Torlin has been very nice. <laughs> and not so, at all a murderous lunatic. Yeah. I, I really did enjoy that whole, like, wait, Russ killed someone? You monster, we don't kill people in this party. <laughs> well, not well, people that don't deserve it. Okay, there we go. I... I, I genuinely and truly do love you ace of spades for them so ruskell is up first unless anybody wanted a different card you, um, dana wanted a different card right yeah dana wanted a different card how about a six of spades yeah it's better than three of clubs <laughs> yep did you spend your benny i did did anybody else want a new card i don't know why but i, I would spend my last benny on a new card you like those jokers He's got a joker. Get a joker. Oh, Get so hearts. close. All right. So close. Still. No. No. Now no. that I have no... <laughs> I, I don't know why I want this level of chaos, but now that I have no Benny's, I'm going to use my card here. Oh, no, no. God, oh, yes. No. Oh, no! I don't know where it will play out. Interesting. We are towards the end of the session, so it's likely not going to play in this session. It's not going to play in this session in any way. Adventure cards. For those who don't know, Ernesto really likes playing adventure cards like these. Betrayed, a trusted friend turns against you, allying with your foes and spilling your secrets. You get a point of conviction or refresh your starting bennies if conviction is in that play. And that actually... I told you guys Sendar was trouble. Mm, we don't know. We don't know. Owlbear <laughs> is also DM really wants uh, to twist that knife, yeah, it's going to be Owlbear. Are you putting oh, those no. memories in my mind? I don't call this. Uh, so, 
So Russ is up first. Oh yeah, no, I want no. to draw another card. I, you I didn't trust Sandara at first. Oh, That's now right. you want to draw another card? Yes. Explain that. Oh? <laughs> this is so stupid. Sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Nine of hearts. Another <laughs> card. How can I waste <laughs> this shit? I think he might have an adventure card problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he's got a wanting a Joker card. Seven think... of spades. Ah, Still no Joker. Me. I think okay. he has a chaos problem. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I do. I think we Sorry. all do. <laughs> all right, I will keep, the, I will keep the one, Benny. So, Russ, you're up first. Hey, here's a fun question, DM. Is anybody going for the dinghies? Because that was our other order, wasn't it? You have not seen anything yet. Did we repeat uh, the order for my benefit? But to prevent people... So the first order was to take the pilot house. The secondary order... Well, take the pilot house and stay there. The second or order was to prevent people from leaving from the the escape boats. Or the dinghies, or whatever you want to call them. Hmm. Is, that, is that correct, DM? Yes. Okay. Because it is coming up on the end of the session... I'm going to spend a Benny to affect the story, and I'm going to say there are people going for the dinghies, if available. Not the one people I put the unconscious just... dude in. Wait, you put an unconscious dude in a dinghy? I thought they just slumped up against the side of the gunnel. No, one of them Not got everyone. knocked off the yeah. side into the dinghy. But that might be a problem. I mean, you can you can burn it down. Why not? No, actually, I, the the ones I saw, nobody, the ones you took out, Torlin, haven't been close enough to the dinghy to get knocked into the dinghy. No, no, you deleted it. It was right here. Oh, I don't think anybody's getting in that dinghy when there's another boat up against it. I'm talking about the oh. starboard edge. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, Russ would mostly be focused on looking at the starboard edge. That's actually the port edge. You're looking at it backwards. No, I Wait, don't think no. anybody's getting into the ports. Okay. I'm looking, yes. I'm checking this dinghy. Yeah, whatever Phil wants to impose is fine. So, you see somebody climbing up out of the ladder and heading your way, Russ. Russ is going to pull out, well, he's already got Kido in his hands, so he's actually going to point in between that sailor and the dinghy, and he's going to shout, Kido est fo. And I am going to use my adventure card for Arcane Spike and cast Wall of Fire. And cast what? Wall of Fire. Oh! So you you, uh, you play adventure card, Arcane Spike. A, char a character with an arcane background may cast any power available in their setting, regardless of rank, one time only. Holy. So that sounds to me like Barrier. That's what I was thinking is Barrier with a little bit of reflavoring and retooling to it. With a fire trapping. Mm -hmm. Since deadly is an epic power, you can't have that, but you can do damage. You can add damage to it. Sure. Right. Normally, Ooh. normally wall of fire is 10 yards long, which means it's five inches. So you could kind of cross the whole I'll do the whole starboard edge if I can. If you'll give it to me, I will absolutely cut anyone off from going off the side. Uh. So like kind of like right through the dinghy and everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, ideally, I don't want to destroy the dinghy if at all possible. But like you know, just full on. If there can be a slight bend to it, I'll just run it right along the gunnel. Okay, so what, what? you'll have to add shape to it. So I'll let you sure. then shape it around the dinghy. So that's 
It's two power points normally, plus damage is one. Do you want it to do damage or do you just want to cause a barrier? I guess is the main thing. Do you want to spend the power point for damage? I think I think because it's wall of fire, I think I kind of have to. Okay. I'm, I've got the power points in my reserve, so yeah, absolutely. So that'd be shaped shape damage and two so four power points. Sure. And incidentally, I'm not sure if you know this. Do you do you do do you know that you can spend a Benny to regain five power points? Uh I think we I think we talked a little bit about Benny, uh, Benny spending for for regaining power points, but uh, just, I don't know if we if there's a couple different rules for it. But if it's just a flat one for five, then that's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. Do you want me to go ahead and roll spellcasting? Yep. Great. Does this count as an evocation spell? Normally, wall um, of fire in in the other in the other game is a evo spell, but I'll let that, that be That other call. dumb game? That other one? Yeah. <laughs> sure, I'll give you it. I'll give you it. Sure. That's a four, so I will claim my evocation reroll on it. That's a five. I'm going to spend... Do I need... Actually, I don't... There's nothing that a raise will get me, right? More damage, probably. Uh, nope. No, there's no point in, there's no point in, uh, in spending bennies on that. Nope. So, You yeah, can double uh, the length with the raise. Ooh. Do we want to go for extra? Depends spend... if you want to burn down some of the ship or most of the ship. I don't think the ship's going to burn. This is the time for the catchphrase. Oh, God. I'll spend one Benny to be extra. We're going to see. Nah, okay. Just a five. So, if I'm understanding you correctly, you kind of want it somewhat like that right yeah yeah that's fantastic i think you actually get a little bit more distance than that but yeah i mean that's the effective yeah that's the that's the effect that we're going uh, for so yeah it comes up and does that just just you all see this this wall of fire just erupt around the dinghy and dana i don't know if there's a role you might want her to make for that but that's the same three syllables that she would have heard in karnath in 992, right before the wall of fire sprung up to save her hubby. Oh, there was a big melee. She probably I, never I heard that. You, I mean, I already knew you were there. Yeah. But if I mean, if you want me to make a roll for that, no, I will. No, it's, it's, it's just, you know, fun, fun flavor. That's Russ's Are, command for wall of fire. Um, Are you staying where you're so at? impressive memory. Uh, uh, yes, I think we'll hold our position here. Okay. Truco, you're up next. All right. Is there? Do I see? So there are, there are people fighting around me. How is the situation? I want to find so, it if Scorch is here. Now you, the kind of fog comes back over the main deck, and you can't mm -hmm. see anything anymore from where you're at. You do right. she see shapes in the fog? Uh, give me a notice roll. All right. Straight or minus something? I'm giving you a modifier, but I'm not telling you what it is. All right. Yeah, sure, I will Benny this. That's Benny. Kind of worth it. That's a uh, 16. 16. Despite whatever modifier I would have given you. So the, the fog really kind of clears uh, the deck pretty significantly. It's really hard to see. You see some, some silhouettes moving in 
within the fog. You hear some shouts and, and screams, both of, of the hurt as well as attackers and whatnot. There seems to be plenty of the, the fights in full force down here. And I'm going to call odds or evens. Evens. Never tell us the odds. Ah. Okay. You see, there, there's a, kind of a, the fog doesn't really part, but you're like, you're looking hard. You're hungry for Master Scourge, right? You want your revenge. Yes. And kind of over towards the port side, you're pretty sure you kind of make him out because his signature, you see the signature hat kind of through the fog with this feather in his cap. And you, and you think you kind of got him targeted, got him there, but he is facing you. He may not necessarily see you at the moment because of the fog, but he is facing you. All right. Is he at a throwing distance? Oh yeah, I mean, I think you're, you can, you can mostly throw across the whole deck if you want. You'll just be at right. range penalties. From here, from here you would be at a, you would have a range penalty and you would have a vision penalty. All right. Can I swing to a point where I will have, without being noticed, the best position? Uh, the without being noticed is very subjective. You can't really right. necessarily answer okay, that well, completely accurately. At, at, at least to get the best position in which I have the best throwing capabilities and by vision and I by... mean, you, you could try and swing behind him. All right, yeah, I would, I would do that. Give me an athletic uh, roll. I still don't want to be next next to him. I still want to be like up in some mast or up at the edge or, or next to the edge of the ship or something like that. Sure. I don't want to be at, at melee distance with him. Athletics, right? Yep. All right. That is a nine. That's a nine. That's good enough to get where you're going. And actually, we keep on forgetting, even for all these rolls, you should be adding plus two because you're shifted right now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, forgot. Okay. So I'm there. That's and I good. will take uh, take off my belt the flask of alchemy fire, and I will throw it. Okay. Okay. Sure. They wanted a ship takeover. No. <laughs> that wasn't so the go plan. ahead on, on your quick access roll for alchemist fire. All right. It's like. Uh, let me let me see. It will uh, be an athletics roll. All right, I don't have that much, that many bennies, so I hope this goes well. It's a straight roll. Do I do something? Uh, you are going to be at a a dim illumination. Dim illumination, okay. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not giving you any range penalties particularly because you're throwing down. All right. Uh, okay, so there we go. Hopefully something. Uh, why the penalty? Oh, the range. Oh, it's why calculating range? range on its own. So that's cool. Yeah, that's interesting. So the minus two wouldn't affect. That still leaves you with the three, though. Oh fuck! All right. Uh, yeah, um... I can do. I can do nothing. <laughs> I set myself for this. I think it must also do it three-dimensionally because that looks like only one yeah, inches. Yeah, it's taking into consideration the, the height. Yep. Yeah, that's really good. So, 
Roll a d12. Alright. D12. D12. That is a nine. Um, so what's the dam? Roll damage on. On the argument fire? Alright. The normal damage? Correct. Okay. That is uh, four. (laughs) 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 That would be better. And yeah, so this fire kind of erupts in the fog, burning some of the little fog and stuff like that. You hear kind of a shout from Master Scourge, but from the look of things through the fog, it you don't get the impression that you really got him, and that he's he, he doesn't seem to be like running around trying to put out a fire on himself. Okay, I mean, Truco of course is thinking to to himself, fuck. <laughs> And and then just yeah just just staying there or trying to be stealthy or to get back to whatever position he was or, or get back to the to the high of the to the main mast. Okay. Uh, still had a Betty left. Oh no! I just gave him uh, a Betty for trying to take uh, out Master Scourge. Oh, uh, okay. Right. <laughs> so Torlin, this this one pirate, she. She um, had a, a wound. I hit like an 11 on the last halberd, the one up above here. What? At least according to, to the chat history. Oh, okay. She's out then. So this one kind of comes up to you. Ah, first strike. Uh, pulling out a cutlass. Ah, this is last mistake. <laughs> okay, so here comes. We'll just make this an unarmed strike for good measure. Oh. It's been a while since Toilet right. punched something. You uh, don't see D12 ace every day. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that dang. was a 16 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raise on that damage. Yeah. I don't, what's that blue icon mean? Shaken? That means they're shaken. Okay, I'll re roll that. Don't like a six? Nah, I like, That's like that. An That's an D6. That's a second ace Jeez. on a D6. All right, yeah. Torlin is brutal. I haven't hit <laughs> anything below 15 on a damage roll tonight, I think. Or maybe 11 I hit. So what happens as this uh, glamorous <laughs> sailor comes striding into you, drawing a cutlass, moving towards you? Oh, well, Torlin, you know, was momentarily distracted by this wall of fire behind him and he was, like, just kind of murmuring to himself... Well, that's a, a cool trick. But then he hears the footsteps amongst the clamor and just readies a nice uppercut from his his uh, position of lower stature right into this guy's gut. Okay. And we will just finish this round out and call it for this evening. Uh, Dana, what are you going to do? Well... So Torlin's dropped everyone around him if I look back over there? Yep. There doesn't seem to be really be anybody up on the top deck. There's no one up on the top deck? Not that, that can... you can see from where you're at. Which, where is the wheelhouse? Uh, you're standing right next to it. I'm standing at the wheelhouse? Yeah, right here. All right. I... It's kind of covered by the one of the sails. All right, yeah, then I just... Uh, turn, turn to look straight at Russ in the eye, turn to look yell back at Torlin something like come on we've got we've got the wheelhouse and I'm gonna hop up there and start 
piloting this boat, I guess. Well, it is gra- it is effectively it's- grappled and attached to the Storm River at the moment. And and I had previously gleaned that it was not entirely seaworthy, yeah. I mean, you could probably get some wind in it, not a whole lot. And like I said, at the moment, it was it was grappled to the Storm River, so it is attached to the Storm River at the moment. Yeah. We've got Scourge, Mika, and Crines on board. Yeah, no, I, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna hold at the wheel. Can I see the folks over who who got caught by the wall of fire? Oh yeah, they lit up pretty well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'll just gonna take the wheel and yell down at them. It's over. We haven't been killing your your friends, and there's no reason we need to kill you. Stand down. Give me an intimidation roll. All right. I'm not very good at intimidation, but I've got a couple of bins. That's a D6. That's good. It's at least average. I'm still going to Benny that. I can do better. I can do better. <laughs> What'd you get? Honest, yeah. I got a four. Honest, I can do better. Is that a crit fail? Nope. 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 That's a two. Last Benny, I can do better. Yes, you can. Yeah, I did better. <laughs> That's a seven. <laughs> Uh, yep, that's and that's all I got. Intimidation is spirit, correct? It is. Uh, roll on the creative combat table. My favorite table. Why can't I find it? Where'd it go? It's under suede core tables. Okay, it's okay. You skip the bottom of the card. Suede core tables. Uh, let's, let's see what we get here. That is a double whammy. The target is both distracted and vulnerable because Kevin and I are twinning. Nice. So it is their turn. And roll it. Roll two d four rust. So you want to. Now, under in the dice box, click Ace and then add two D4s. So I don't think you rolled damage for that, right? That Ace, but you didn't click the Ace yet. So roll I another did click D4. The ace, but what didn't... I found actually is you have to click Ace first, then add the dice in. If you don't click Ace first, for some reason it doesn't work. Ah, uh, got it. Okay. I not realize there was an order of operation there. So. So seven. Good enough to shake him. It's good enough to shake all of them. <laughs> and that's a three on his spear roll to unshake. That's a three on his roll to unshake. That's a two on his roll to unshake. None of them unshake. Which all kind of tracks. I mean, hell, thematically it all kind of fits. They all, they kind of like. <clears throat> They move away from the ship and kind of like drop their weapons and kind of like go down to their knees on the ground. They surrendering to anyone in sorry. Are they surrendering to anyone in particular or are they just surrendering? I mean they're just kinda of looking at you and Russ. You you two are the ones that are there. Okay. You know, you made you made the threats and <clears throat> he made the wall of fire, so 
And I've got the wheel. Yeah. Is there anything you want to do on this turn, Torlin? No, I'll let you guys decide what Torlin does. I mean, there's no really nobody left to fight at this moment. So the sounds of battles are continuing. You still hear them continue. But at the moment, there's kind of like a moment of pause and calm that comes over where you guys are at as everybody's dispatched and you have these three sailors here that uh, have just surrendered to you. And at that point, oh, and <clears throat> that'll be at five rounds. So Torlin's serenade will drop away. And so all of you need to drop back your fighting die by two steps. As and, will my level headed uh, right. that will also be out. No, I've changed Actually, my no, usage of, level, of the martial flexibility for fighters so that it lasts for a whole okay. encounter. Uh, uh, you know, trying to bring it in line with some of the abilities that the wizards and sorcerers and stuff get that are, they clearly get more than an edge, so I did that. <clears throat> and with that, we will conclude for tonight. I'm Michael. I am Arissa. I'm Ellie. I'm Kevin. And I am Philip. Thank you very much for listening to the Mourners of Lazar. We will be back next session to see the daring conclusion of what happens on the Majestic Griffin. Mm-hmm.